Mayday! Mayday! Oh, it's not really that serious, but it is the 1st of May, and they call that across the world May Day. Hello, this is no May Day call. We're all fine and dandy here, except for this darn pandemic. This is the Y'all Show. How the heck are you? I'm John Rawl. We have made it to the end of another exciting week of y'all. We've gone on a tour of Auburn in some ways this week. We're going to have another bigger tour of Auburn, Opelika, Alabama next week when we have more than just our guest that was on on Thursday show. We're actually going to have a great restaurateur of Auburn, Alabama on with us on Thursday of this coming week. And then the tourism officials from that office there, Auburn Opelika, will be joining us for a spring swing tour of that lovely spot in Lee County, Alabama. But also this week, we had Jonathan Leifite on with all the ACC news. By the way, Wake Forest has hired a new basketball coach. I'll tell you about that in the next segment. It's part of our college sports spotlight hitting the weekend. We are the Y'all Show. Also this week, don't forget that on Tuesday, we had a very special guest. They actually had two guests that were both authors and both have brand new books. Gracie Dix, she is a teen author. What does that mean? She's in the 11th grade and she's already written her second book. And it just came out on Tuesday, Superhero School. Technically, it's called Welcome to Superhero School. And we had Gracie on our Tuesday show. Go back in our archives and listen to that show if you get a chance. Also, watch the show on y'all.com or on the Y'all Show YouTube channel. Fun interview there with that Dallas, Texas girl. And she is a girl slash young lady, Gracie Dix. But also on Tuesday, if you missed out, you're in luck today. We had a chance to talk to the author of the brand new book, Serial Griller. Matt Moore was on. Has This new book, Serial Griller, is the fourth book that this barbecue renaissance man has pinned all about grilling and barbecue and on tuesday matt moore from nashville tennessee an atlanta native was on with myself as well as our barbecue barrister matt hermans and the three of us just had a good old time talking barbecue and more and all the kinds of restaurants that he's been to across the southeast and guess what later this hour as part of our icymi in case y'all missed it matt moore and matt hermans will we'll have a little bit of that interview from tuesday in our little feature toward uh, the end of this hour and as we said today is may 1st it is may day and coming up at the start of hour two in addition to getting the weekend going with little david lee murphy party crowd we've got a very special song coming to us from east tennessee and this is really it's technically a song it's really more of an anthem and i'm going to introduce you to the story of florence reese who was an East Tennessean who wrote this song and inspired a movement back in the 1930s. And she has a song called Which Side Are You On? And it was recently ranked as the number one May Day song. And I'm going to actually walk through the list of all dozen songs that a website has come up with. TheNation.com ranked the top 12 May Day songs. And this East Tennessee and Florence Reese, Which Side Are You On? was right there on top. But there's 11 other interesting songs i mean i'm not going to say they're wonderful songs most of these have a workers rights anthem to them but we're going to play florence reese the tennesseans which side are you on when we get to that spot of our number two then we've got hashtag hullabaloo believe it or not do you know what if today's may 1st do you know what tomorrow is or what it would have been it would have been the running of the kentucky derby in louisville ky 
and that's now been pushed back to early September. But in the spirit of the Derby, I've got the perfect mint julep recipe for you, courtesy of y'all.com. And we're going to share that with you. And hey, nobody says you can't get you a good mint julep here on the second day of May. And you can pretend the horses are racing around if you'd like. You can put on your May May 2nd Kentucky Derby best. Put on that seersucker and have a good old time. And we'll be doing that. Also, we actually have someone who's growing some mint juleps from scratch. The actual mint julep leaves. And I'm going to share who that is and more about that as part of our hashtag hullabaloo an hour or two. And then we'll wrap it up with some news about movies. We actually have a few movies hitting theaters this weekend. I'll share that information plus some other sports news, including some NASCAR news as we conclude the hour next hour. All that right here on y'all. 803-816-1170 is the way you can connect to us. We would absolutely be delighted if you would just join us, join us with your interaction, your feedback, we are waiting by the telephone. I'm sitting here waiting for the, the light to blink. So yeah, 803-816-1170. You can text us at that number too. We will welcome any and all feedback. And don't forget, y'all.com, the ultimate guide to the South presents this, the y'all show. And we are available on Facebook. Check out y'all.com on Facebook. And you can also find the video interviews that we do at the Y'all Show page on Facebook. So both of those Facebook pages, if you don't mind, it would be really neat and really Southern of you if you would just go on there and follow both of those Facebook pages. And don't forget to bookmark y'all.com and go there often, early and often, all day long. And check out more than enough stories to get you through the day. And most of which, most of the stories are entertaining, they're educational, and you're not going to find them anywhere else. Okay, we also here on the All Show begin this hour with stories that you're likely not going to hear anywhere else as we scan the headlines across the South. And sadly, this story did get some national attention as a storm that passed through Kentucky swept a horse away and a buggy as well, and it left four Amish children dead in Kentucky. And this happened in Owingsville. That's about 50 miles east of Lexington, Kentucky, according to the Kentucky State Police. An Amish family with one adult and children attempting to cross a low-water bridge in Bath County and Owingville, Owingsville, Kentucky. The horse and buggy were swept away by a strong current, and these four Amish children now dead. One is still missing after floodwaters came through Wednesday in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. The judge executive of Bath County is Bobby Rogers, and he wrote, It has been a very tragic and mournful day within Bath County. Tragically, we have also had five Amish children swept away by floodwaters this evening after the heavy rain we experienced. I ask that you please remember these individuals and their families in your prayers this evening and the days ahead. A tragic story. Again, this wasn't necessarily because of a tornado that passed through, but a really large outbreak of rainfall that saw lots of rain in Kentucky pushing into West Virginia and Virginia heading all the way through Richmond and more as this storm front going through Wednesday into Thursday in the mid-Atlantic states. And unfortunately, a deadly storm front, not even tornadoes, which is often what we sadly have to tell you about here on the y'all show speaking of tornadoes tornado season it's been the deadliest in almost 10 years after weather outbreaks in the south 
And Tennessee has been hit harder than anybody. In fact, 73 people have been killed by tornadoes this year alone. That from the NOAA and their Storm Prediction Center. As there's been a report of 589 tornadoes reported in the country. And six of the top 10 tornado days were this month. Or actually now technically last month in the last 30 days. But yes, it's been a tragic, tragic time. And I'm looking at tornadoes per month here, the average, and then what it has been in 2020. In the month of January, we had nearly 100 tornadoes reported in the country, and that's way above average. February was a little bit more above average. Actually, March was down below the average. But in April, more than, again, 350 tornadoes reported, and that's way above the just over 200 average tornadoes a year or for the month of April, that is, reported. Just so you know, the average for tornadoes in the month of May is just north of 250. And then tornadoes kind of keep going on until July. And then starting in the middle of the summer, it's very unlikely on an average standpoint that you're going to have more than 100 tornadoes a month across the country. But yes, it's been really rough. Of course, a lot of the tornado deaths came in Middle Tennessee in that outbreak in early March where tornadoes went through Nashville and then went on to the area of Cookville. Tennessee's had 28 reported fatalities of tornadoes. And yes, Tennessee has the greatest number of fatalities in the country right now as that tornado killed 19 people in Cookville, an EF4 tornado with winds up to 175 miles per hour, 88 people injured there in Putnam, Putnam County, just off Interstate 40 in middle Tennessee. And then Nashville had some rough damage and some deaths there in Davidson County and Mount Juliet in Wilson County. Also a rough time there in March. But right now, as we told you, April way above average in terms of the amount of tornadoes and deaths in this country. Now to Baltimore and a story that it's hard to read this story. It's hard to believe this is even legal, but starting today, Roughly 600,000 people that live in the city of Baltimore are going to be constantly recorded wherever they step out under the open sky. And that's because there's going to be drones patrolling aerial surveillance as officials in Baltimore are going to try to lower the deaths, the murder rate in that city. A city that's absolutely been just uh, devastated by deaths and murder and more. For the next six months, up to three airplanes fitted with wide-angle cameras will sweep over Baltimore in daytime flights designed to capture movements across 90% of the city. And then software will stitch together photos taken once each second, creating a continuous visual record to support the street-level cameras, license plate readers, and gunfire sound detectors police already use to try to solve crime. So this is actually more than just a drone. This is more like a, an airplane, as I said. As the commissioner of police in Baltimore, Michael Harrison, has promised that this system will only be used to investigate homicides, non-fatal shootings, armed robberies, and carjackings. He said it doesn't know whether the pilot program is going to be effective. So is this a harbinger of what you're going to see on a regular basis in Baltimore, Maryland? Or is this just going to be a one-off? And, and unfortunately, it was a maybe an idea that was a little bit unrealistic in America, where we have things called liberties in fact the aclu of maryland argues that this continuous aerial surveillance infringes upon reasonable expectations of privacy regarding movement and results in the indiscriminate search without warrant and impedes the right to gather freely i kind of believe 
they have a good point the aclu do you really want to be monitored by the police every time you step outside even though they're not going to monitor unless something happens supposedly we'll believe that when we see it right yeah that is a kind of a creepy story coming to us from the city of baltimore now from the creepy stories to the ridiculous stories and now we go to georgia where in the piggly wiggly store in franklin georgia on sunday believe it or not a city councilman got caught stealing beef stealing a beef tenderloin from the local piggly wiggly there and hendron giles there a councilman there in that part of georgia now accused of taking the price tag off of a beef tenderloin with a cheaper pork tenderloin at the grocery store and the beef retailed for over 83 dollars while the pork was about 12 dollars and this giles fella evidently is accused of still not found guilty just accused the councilman accused of swapping the price tags from pork to beef to save about 71 (laughs) dollars The case was given to the GBI by Franklin police after police learned about the alleged swapping. The 50-year-old Giles arrested the following day on theft charges. Yet think he would know better as a member of the Franklin City Council in Franklin, Georgia. Yeah, he's got he's got issues there. Don't be swapping price tags on the meat. Piggly Wiggly, we have the meats. <laughs> Stealing that one from Arby's, of course. Police believe a levee that will be built on a river in the state of Missouri will actually help search for the body of a missing woman from China. As in Columbia, Missouri, Como, they announced this week that this levee will be extended into the Lamine River near Boonville, Missouri, to help in the search for the body of a person named Minky G. Elledge, who was reported missing way back in October. Her husband is charged with first-degree murder in her death, Divers have searched the river before without success, but evidently a levee will give searchers access to a key part of the river where cadaver dogs have detected human decomposition. So they're in central Missouri, literally constructing a levee to try to help find this missing woman. I have not seen that kind of story before, and we wish them all the best in their effort to to find the woman's body, if indeed it, it is there. Now, we'll go to North Carolina for a story about more shenanigans going on. And this wasn't the Piggly Wiggly there in Winston-Salem, but investigators now are accusing a group of teenagers and kids as well, kids as young as nine, of stealing more than a million point one, one point one million to be exact, one point one million dollars in vehicles from car dealerships. And again, some as young as nine years old. Investigators think a total of nineteen suspects, ranging from the ages of nine to sixteen, took nearly fifty cars from auto sellers in Winston-Salem and kernersville during a month-long string of break-ins now some of the children are accused of involvement had stolen cars before and the forsyth county department of juvenile justice has denied multiple requests from the department to detain the children but the investigation is currently ongoing there all but six cars have been recovered according to officials but a almost dozen kids there taking that's a large number of value at least million dollars in the value of cars being stole from the car dealerships around winston-salem north carolina those kids aren't very good a students evidently but i'll tell you who's a darn good student and it comes to us from the heart of dixie as a high school student in alabama has now named nasa's first 
Mars helicopter, and that's going to be deployed to the Red Planet later on in the year. Congratulations to Veniza Rapani, who selected the name for the four-pound solar-powered helicopter. As NASA said, the name's going to be coined. It was coined by the junior at Tuscaloosa County High School there, County High in Northport, Alabama. And the rover is going to be called, the the name of the rover contest was held for K-12 to students. And now we know that this name submitted is going to be Ingenuity. That's what Veniza submitted there straight out of Tuscaloosa County. The administrator of NASA, Jim Bridenstine, said that Ingenuity encapsulates the values of what our helicopter tech demo will showcase. And the U.S. Senator for Alabama, Richard Shelby, congratulated Mrs. Rapini for the great honor there. Again, naming this new NASA Mars helicopter Ingenuity. And, of course, NASA with a big presence in North Alabama at Huntsville's Marshall Space Flight Center. That New York hospital ship, the U.S. Navy hospital ship, U.S. It's got a U.S. uh, naval ship. Yes, it's not the U.S.N. It's the U.S. naval ship that was dispatched to New York City. The U.S.N.S. Comfort has now left New York City after being docked in Manhattan since March 30th. And now it's going to be in port there in Norfolk, Virginia, as it sailed and arrived there in the tidewater of Virginia on Thursday. It was deployed to New York to care for non-coronavirus patients, but after it got there, it was determined that there weren't a lot of people going to the hospital for non-coronavirus reasons. People weren't getting in car wrecks, and people were staying at home, and maybe they were stumped their toe on going to the bathroom, but that's about all. So they ended up turning the USNS Comfort Ship into a coronavirus-friendly option, And not many people ended up using it, which is a good thing. It's great that our military had that thing ready to go. President Trump was there in Norfolk when that thing sailed to New York City. But now it's back in its home port and potentially could be sailed to another place if if a hotspot erupts with the coronavirus. But great news that it was there on duty in New York City, which, of course, had so many thousands of people who have died and have succumbed to the coronavirus here this springtime a rough season now because of the coronavirus we know that most every college in the land has shut down for the spring semester the question is when or if are they coming back for the fall and i know that old dominion in the state of virginia has already announced that they're going to be on track to start classes back in the fall but in the lone star state texas tech in lubbock says they're going to resume in-person classes in the fall as Lawrence Shonovec is the president there, he said the decision is based on the fact that the COVID-19 cases in Lubbock continue to decline. So if you're a Texas Tech student, guess what? You better be ready to go back to class sometime in August. Classes during the summer session one are going to be fully online at Texas Tech. And whether summer session two resumes, uh, that's still a final decision. And that's going to come sometime in May But the president said that special circumstances and various units on campus involve a blend of online and face-to-face classes for some students right now. But in Lubbock, if you're a Texas Tech student, get your guns up and get your game face on for going back to class because it looks like this Big 12 school is one of the first major universities in the South that says that they're going to be back up and going. And I'm looking for more schools to make that bold decision here pretty soon. A pretty bold decision by officials in the natural state of Arkansas as Arkansas is the first state in the country to now provide masks 
two truckers. As the truckers zip through that state, a lot on Interstate 40, that east-west corridor going from Memphis all the way to Fort Smith. And now, well, if, if you're in Arkansas, it's technically West Memphis to Fort Smith. Don't want to leave out that lovely place right across from the Bluff City. But yes, Arkansas Highway Police are now distributing 100,000 masks to commercial truck drivers at way stations in the natural state and also at rest areas. The move's part of a coordinated effort with the U.S. Department of Transportation's Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration and FEMA as they're distributing one million protective masks to law enforcement agencies to hand out to commercial drivers. The Arkansas Highway Patrol Chief Jay Thompson said that he's glad his officers are part of this massive effort and he appreciates that FEMA supplied the mask and the state partners are working together to ensure masks reach America's truck drivers at our rest areas and way stations. Again, Arkansas, the first state to hand out masks to truck drivers as they pass through. The question is, if you're a trucker and you're going through Arkansas and you can hold it and you don't have to pull over and get out and go to some kind of fast food place, are you really going to put that mask on and ride down the highway all the time that you're in Arkansas? Are you just going to stick it over there in the over there by your CB, Breaker 1-9, just hang on to that mask. I'll need it when I pull off over here in Oklahoma or Texas or Missouri or even into Tennessee, for example. Or if they're lucky, they might cross over. If they're lucky, they get across this bridge, the one there at Helena, West Helena, that goes into the Mississippi Delta. That's a pretty skinny bridge if you're a trucker. <laughs> I don't envy that uh, on anybody. Yeah, that's that's good news. But good job, Arkansas Transportation, for getting those masks out to our Great truck drivers who are keeping our food supply going, keeping our medical supplies flowing. And sure, our doctors and nurses are working hard, but a lot of people, most everybody, are working really hard during this unbelievable, I know it's easy to say unprecedented, unbelievable time that none of us could have ever could have ever thought this would be possible two months ago. Who would have ever thought two months ago that drive-in theaters would provide a nostalgic connection during the pandemic? Well, that's exactly what's happened as you've got a lot of theaters around the country, drive-in theaters specifically, who now are seeing incredible uptick in customers like the Starlight Drive-In Theater in Atlanta. It was forced to close when the coronavirus came in March, but despite the pandemic, this drive-in now has reopened and residents are packing in to see theater the movies that are on display there at the starlight as from the safety of their own car they can enjoy and watch great movies that's there at that particular theater a drive-in theater in florida actually never closes door and that's why at the ocala drive-in old people are having a great time there taking you back to the the good old days so yeah we've got some darn good movie theaters outdoor movie theaters the the good old drive-in type that some of you have already gone to and if you haven't it's a perfect weekend getaway for those of you who have been trapped inside for oh a couple weeks now now the question is are they open you might want to check because oftentimes these theaters are located in areas of your state that you may not necessarily be going to but if you can go and they're open and you can get a ticket heck they might have a waiting line you'll be a lucky, lucky gal and and fella if you can pull this off. Some business news coming out of Atlanta. Delta has announced the MD-88 and the MD-90 aircraft are going to be retired as of the end of June, as these are planned retirements as part of Delta Airlines' overall strategy of reducing its fleet in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. The 149-seat MD-88 
was previously set to retire at the end of 2020, there were 47 MD-88s and 29 MD-90s operating in Delta Airlines' fleet here this week. Now, these are smaller planes in Delta's fleet made by McDonnell Douglas. But right now, look for fewer airlines, fewer planes here, at least in Delta. And maybe they're going to get the Boeing plane built in South Carolina there, just north of Charleston. The big plane there. Or they're just cutting back big time, which is certainly a reality here in the pandemic that we're currently in. And finally, some good news in terms of the pandemic, as a lot of things have been canceled, shut down, forgotten about. But in Birmingham, Alabama, they're doing their best to keep a tradition going. Because right now, the hot and hot tomato salad are really actually happening. And that is because, yeah, although the Birmingham Barons were supposed to have a baseball opener, Yes, you can still get in Birmingham the hot and hot tomato salad, which is a tradition. Now, this is a tomato salad on the menu at Birmingham's Hot and Hot Fish Club, and it's one of Birmingham's annual traditions. A reminder that another glorious, bountiful, steamy Alabama summer is almost here, and you can go get this hot and hot tomato salad, which is a stack of sliced tomatoes, filled peas, corn kernels, and fried okra pods crowned with a thick slice of bacon. And starting today, just like every year, it's going to be available for curbside-only pickup at Hot and Hot Fish Club in downtown Birmingham, Alabama. The tomato salad and an entree version of the salad also includes royal red shrimp from the Alabama Gulf Coast. That is delicious and a great thing. By the way, this traditional tomato salad retails for $16. The entree salad with the royal red shrimp will set you back $28. But again, you can go to Birmingham and have this hot and hot tomato salad curbside pickup at the Hot and Hot Fish Club. And that's some hot news for you here on today's Y'all Show. That wraps up our look at headlines across Dixie. When we come back, we're going to switch over and tell you about some college sports happenings. We've got a new coach taking over the Wake Forest Demon Deacons men's basketball team, filling in for Danny Manning after he was fired this past weekend. We'll have that and some other goods information to pass along. All that right here on the show that's all about the South. This is the Y'all Show. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to Babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. 
Ubralvia can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubralvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour. Ubralvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubralvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2-4%, to and tiredness, 2-3%. to While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvi.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by Allergan. Big Suey Razorbacks, you are you you're in luck. Boy, we have some great news for you hog fans, especially the Razorback fans that love them some baseball at Baum Stadium in Fayetteville. We've got some really good news coming forward in 2021, and I'll tell you about it if you hang on some college baseball news, all that right here. As we begin this segment talking college sports on the Y'all Show. And we'll start off with some college basketball news as Wake Forest has named Steve Forbes as its new head basketball coach. Now, who is Steve Forbes? Well, if you've watched college basketball for the last five years, there's a team called the East Tennessee State University Buccaneers who have done wonderful in the Southern Conference, have punched their big dance ticket a couple of times, and now Forbes is coming to Winston-Salem and be the new coach of the Demon Deacons where Forbes also has had time as an assistant coach at Texas A&M, the Tennessee Vols, and Wichita State. He was an assistant coach under Bruce Pearl at Tennessee during his years in Knoxville. And now Forbes leaves the great city of Johnson City and trucks on across that North Carolina line into Tobacco Road, and he'll take over a program. At ETSU, he won 130 games in five seasons, and won two SOCON regular season titles. The Bucks went to the Big Dance in 2017, and they absolutely would have gone to the Big Dance here in 2020 after they won 30 games and they won the SOCON tournament in Asheville. And this is not a young guy. Forbes is, I'm going to say, mid-50s, and he's 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 got a lot of success coaching basketball, and now Wake Forest is counting on him to come turn a program that's been really struggling in the ACC. Now, the question I have, as Forbes make plans to go coach in the ACC, who's going to take over ETSU? And I'll tell you who I'm sure they have their eye on. And I'm sure this guy, Coach Forbes, hopes this guy follows him right to Tobacco Road. It's B.J. Mackey. Hey, Gamecock fans, you know who B.J. Mackey is. Think 20 years ago, Think South Carolina Gamecock basketball going to the big dance, number two seed, and and this guy, B.J. Mackey, the pride of Irmo, South Carolina, was a huge scorer. In fact, B.J. Mackey ended up leaving Columbia 
as the all-time leading scorer of the South Carolina men's basketball team. That's how good that guy was as a basketball player. Then he had a cup of coffee in the NBA, but has been an assistant coach at Charleston Southern. And now he's at ETSU, and he's done a great job recruiting to Johnson City, which is not an easy place to get kids to go to. And they've gotten them to come there from all over the world. Is B.J. Mackey also going to Wake Forest? We will find out. But if I were ETSU, I believe I'd be giving Mr. Mackey a call and say, uh, we'll just keep you here. We'll keep you right here in the Southern Conference. More college basketball news. We'll go back to Lubbock, Texas for a story. We were talking about Texas Tech going to be on track to open up in the fall with classes and more. Well, the Red Raiders have gotten a commitment from former VCU big man Marcus Silva, arguably the nation's best available transfer. Silva is not yet classified as a graduate transfer, but he's taking classes this summer and is expected to graduate before the next academic year. And so he should be available to play in the 2020-2021 season. He's a six foot seven power forward and was VCU's leading scorer and rebounder this past season, averaging 12.8 points and 8.9 rebounds a game. And if indeed he goes to Lubbock, he'll help kind of fill the ranks there as Tech lost two seniors, Chris Clark and TJ Holyfield, from last season's team. So Big 12 basketball perhaps getting a little beefened up by the addition of Marcus Silva transferring in from Virginia Commonwealth there in Richmond to Lubbock. He's not going to leave Lubbock, Texas in his rearview mirror for sure. Now let's talk a little college sports courtesy of the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. As Sankey says, there's room for leagues to handle football resumption differently. That's a little different than what we've seen and maybe felt like we were going to see from athletic directors. The commissioner, in an interview with Jacksonville, Florida radio station 1010XL, he said that unlike pro leagues, there is room for different conferences to make different decisions. If there's a couple of programs that aren't able, does that stop everyone? I'm not sure it does, but the ability for us to stay connected will remain important. So perhaps you're going to see the SEC. It sure sounds like they want to play ball here pretty soon. And we'll find out if the SEC is going to be on track to play at least conference games and or a full schedule. But according to Sankey, it sounds like, let's say, the Pac-12 backs off of playing altogether. That doesn't mean the SEC can't go out and play according to at least what Sankey's saying. Uh, something tells me mama, double the, the, the mama of the all college, the and that what I'm trying to say, the boss, the, the NCAA, just might come in here and make some kind of uniform decision. And I doubt they're going to allow people. If, if somebody doesn't want to play, knowing the NCAA, they're going to just going to say, "Yeah, we'll just uh, drop football," which would be devastating from uh, so many different angles. Let's tell you about another transfer in the football ranks. Here we go. Tariq Black says he's going to be transferring from the Michigan Wolverines to the Forty Acres of the University of Texas. He announced his decision this week, publishing an Instagram post with a picture of him in a Texas uniform and the caption, "I just flipping the switch, flip, flip." Hashtag hook him as he's entered the transfer portal and is on track to graduate from the University of Michigan in May. So kudos on that. I won't criticize any player who gets their degree from a school that wants to transfer. Is it fair? You used to not be able to do this, but it's so important to get a degree, especially if you go to a school and you play there and you use their resources. The least you could do is get your degree. Get the degree and you want to go somewhere else. I'm sure most of us would say, well, that that's okay. Now, Black recorded 25 receptions for 323 yards and a touchdown in the 2019 season, his only full season at Michigan. He's a six foot three, 215 215-pounder 
that has played in 20 games for Michigan starting in nine. But now this wide receiver, Tariq Black, going to be in the burnt orange pretty soon. Now, going back to his old team, and I can't confirm this because I haven't seen every single player and how they ended up doing with the NFL draft. Remember last week, we had the NFL draft going on. And there was a guy who played quarterback for the Michigan Wolverines who transferred there from the Mississippi Landsharks, a fellow from North Louisiana, Shea Patterson. And uh, this is unconfirmed, so don't take this to the bank. But somebody put something out on social media that it caught my eye that said that of every single invitee to the NFL Combine that was in Indianapolis, that's more than 300 people, I think. Of all those people invited, there was only one player who ended up not being drafted and or signing a a undrafted free agent contract, and that would be Shea Patterson. That was the only person, according to this could be totally false, but, but look it up. See if Shea Patterson's on some kind of NFL invite to go to a camp right now and be a, a UDA, an undrafted agent. Could be. Let's talk about some recruiting news going forward. Now, Missouri is nicknamed Mizzou, but also... The Missouri football team has earned the nickname D-Line Zoo under former coaches Gary Pinkle and Barry Odom. And now the first-year coach heading into Como, Eli Drinkwitz, he's doing his part to keep the D-Line Zoo nickname going with the addition of defensive end Travion Ford, one of the top recruits at that position, as he's going to be a nice addition to the Missouri Tigers' defensive front in the upcoming well he has to wait another year he's the number two player in all of missouri and he's a six foot two 222 pound edge threat that went to school at luther or goes to school he's got another high school year left at lutheran north high school in the state of missouri and he's had offers from alabama fsu lsu michigan and more and right now he's pledging his love to the home state missouri tigers a great pickup for Jeremy Pruitt and the Tennessee Vols as they've just gotten a commitment from five-star linebacker Terrence Lewitz. Now, he is an 11th-ranked recruit from ESPN, and he chose Tennessee over Texas A&M, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, those tied guys from Alabama. Six-foot, one-pound, 200-pound, six-foot, one, 200-pound linebacker who went to Shamanai Madonna College Prep in Hollywood, Florida, and is the third five-star commitment for the Tennessee Vols in the past three classes. So, big pickup. The number football recruit in the country, Terrence Lewis, going to put on his big orange if he follows through and signs. He is the fourth commitment for Tennessee since the end of April, and that includes Dylan Brooks, a defensive end, wide receiver Julian Nixon, and safety Kamara Wilcoxon. Now, four in all have committed to Coach Pruitt and the Vols, Heading into 2021, this is another year they've got to wait before they can show up in Knoxville. And finally here, as we wrap up our headlines, some college baseball news. Hey, when Arkansas does baseball, they do it big there. As Baumwalker Stadium, one of the biggest venues in all of college baseball, more than 10,000 fans can come and see a Arkansas Razorback baseball game. Well, when they show up there in the 2021 season, they'll be greeted by the J.B. and John L. Hunt Family Baseball Development Center. That's a roughly 49,000 square foot baseball performance facility there, and it's going to give student athletes an improved and expanded locker room, meeting rooms, strength and conditioning center, a training room, nutrition center, and all kinds of little things to help their pitching game there. And again, a huge, huge thing. This is a $27 million gift to the Arkansas Razorback baseball program, courtesy of the J.B. and John L. Hunt Family Baseball 
Development Center. If you get a chance, go to the ArkansasRazorbacks.com website and look at the illustration of what this thing's going to be. And it puts some major league teams to shame, especially if we're not even going to have a major league baseball season this year. And that's certainly a possibility. Yeah, we can't wait till the summer of 2021 and this thing opens at Baum Stadium in Fayetteville. Woo, pig suey. What a what a great move there for the Arkansas Razorback baseball team. And, of course, the Hunt family coming through with the nice check. Well, that wraps up our college sports preview and what's going on here this weekend from a news perspective in college sports. We've got some more sports stuff coming at the end of Hour 2. But up next on the Y'all Show, we're going to go back to Tuesday. Matt Moore is the author of the new book, Serial Griller. And we had a conversation with Matt Moore on Tuesday about grilling. And Matt Hermans, our barbecue barrister, was in on that conversation. And we're going to let you hear a portion of that when the Y'all Show comes right back. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like a Samsung Galaxy phone. Lease it for just $0 a month when you switch. And when you shop on Sprint.com, you'll get a $100 prepaid MasterCard, too. For now, Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com or call 800-SPRINT-1 today. Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus, $0 per month after $35.42 per month credit. Apply within two bills. Requires 18-month lease, new line of service, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offer and coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee, taxes, and restrictions apply. $100 prepaid MasterCard requires port and online registration. Ships after 45 days. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDIC. Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubrelvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2 to 4%, and tiredness, 2 to 3%. While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvy.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by Allergan. We got another log on the fire. Final segment here of this first hour of the Y'all Show. Our weekend celebration is what we're doing right now. And on Tuesday of this week we're in right now, we had a darn good guest come on from Nashville, Tennessee, Matt Moore. He is a Renaissance man. And one of the things he does is he writes about cooking and grilling. And he's got a brand new book called Serial Griller. And Matt Moore was on with us Tuesday. He was on with me as well as our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans. And let's go back to Tuesday and listen to a portion 
of that delicious conversation as part of our ICYMI, in case y'all missed it. What the heck is a spatchcock? Is that some kind of Alfred Hitchcock mystery? No, it's just essentially cutting out the backbone of the chicken, right? With a good knife or, or kitchen shears, and then just, just breaking the breastbone so it lays flat. So it's kind of like it's an open book. You've got the, the thighs and the legs poking out and the breast meat. So it essentially allows you to, to cook it over direct heat, skin side down, to get that nice crispy char on skin. We move it to indirect heat so it doesn't burn the chicken. It doesn't dry things out until it cooks through. So kind of the best of both worlds. Uh, but getting rid of that backbone allows you to, to cook it more evenly to make sure that the thighs and the leg and the breast is all at the right temperature by the time you pull it off the fire. Makes sense. Makes that's sense. Right. Okay, Matt Hearman. Chicken skin. I mean, that's that's one of the best things in the world. So uh, when you spatchcock it, of course, the, the skin is fantastic. You get that even cook. So congrats on that. That's that's an awesome thing. I encourage people to look at that recipe in the book and give it a try. It's not as scary as you think it is. It's, it's a good time, like, like Matt said. Definitely. And if you mess it up, it only costs you five bucks. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's not a prime rib. You can just get another chicken, right? That's right. <laughs> Now, now, Matt Moore, when Matt Hearman's travels, he really goes full throat into barbecue I'm assuming you're of the same mold. You go into an area and you just got to try it all out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely, definitely do. And I'm, you know, honestly, I'm uh, Matt. What he does is particularly the, the different areas he's going to and he's focused on is kind of my my dream, if I didn't have this pesky career, you know, making making money for mortgage or something, I'd probably, uh, I'd, I'd love to do more of that. Now, John, you have asked me, uh, you put me on the spot before, um, and I'm going to ask Matt this question. He's a, he's a, he's a grill master as well. And I'm going to, but I'm going to give him an out. So I'm going to ask Matt this gas, charcoal, um, or both, I guess I'll give you the third option there. Um, well, I'm going to be a politician to really not answer your question, but I will tell you in the book, um, you know, John, you said it like we kind of break it up in, in thirds. And one of the first parts is the grilling guy. And I think Matt, you would agree with me, like as we talk about, and John too, like my goal is to get more folks cooking. So I'm not a snob about food writing. Like if you don't know what spatchcock is, then let me introduce you to what it means. So if, if convenience is king, then you're probably going to lend yourself more towards gas grilling and and, I, and i'm totally fine with that in the book we actually give uh, instructions in every single recipe for both gas and charcoal which i, I don't know of another book that actually says wow. obviously you're going to sacrifice a little flavor if you go gas but I, you know to me i'm a purist it's always charcoal and if i really had the time it would be burning down hardwoods into embers and using those as my coals but, you know, at the same time, there are times in, in my barbecue Q cave, as my wife calls it, I have, uh, you know, I've got egg style smokers, I've got gas grills, I've got charcoal, and uh, the kids are, are, are clamoring for that chicken that I might actually fire up the gas, knowing that I'm going to sacrifice a little flavor, but I get it, get them dinner in time, and that, and that makes everybody happy. From the Tuesday Y'all Show, go to our archives at y'all.com and pull up the entire interview. We spent about 30 minutes talking to Matt Moore there, who is the author of the brand new book, Serial Griller, and that accompanies his other books like The South's Best Butts. And he's a Nashville griller, cooker, and, and just does so much there in the community of East Nashville. And that's part of our ICYMI, in case y'all missed it. 
We've got another hour of the All Show headed your way. In fact, we've got the perfect song to play on this May Day 2020. This is the Y'all Show. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to Babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like the amazing iPhone 11. Lease it for just $15 a month when you switch to Sprint. For now, shopping online at Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com or call 800-SPRINT-1 today iPhone 11, 64 gigabyte, $15 per month after 1417 monthly credit applied within two bills. Requires new line of service, 18-month lease, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offering coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee, taxes, and restrictions apply. We are the Y'all Show with a talk that's all about the South we get this second hour of our Y'all Show weekend celebration going with Party Crack. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. But I knew the Lord, it was breaking her heart that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights Misery looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming back and laughing out loud With the smoke so thick the blues can't hang around With the jukebox jumping like I just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over Looking for a party crowd It'll dawn on me tomorrow Wherever I wake up I'll look back and try to recall Just where the heck's my truck So take my keys and lock them up tight And let the good times flow I worry about tomorrow when it comes to light The night's still young And I'm on the road tonight I'm looking for a party 
With the two fives jumping like they just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party Let's get your party on. Here we go. Sing along. Looking for a party crowd. Slamming them back and laughing out loud. Where it smokes so thick, the blues can't hang around. We're glad that you're hanging around and singing loud. We know you are. Jumping like you just don't care if we're dancing over here. Or fighting over there, I'm making the rounds. Looking for a party crowd. The weekend's here. Put a big smile on. Party crowd. Slamming them back and laughing out loud. Where the smoke's so thick, the blues can't hang around. But that, that, the darn virus better not be hanging around. Bob's jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here. Always a fun time when we take a few minutes to let the music play. Let get your groove on, courtesy of David Lee Murphy in that one from the 1990s. Hello, we are back here. It's our second hour, our weekend fun of the Y'all Show. And we accentuate the South in so many ways. And we do that through great music, great conversation, great entertainment, great knowledge, we have stories, news stories often, some of which aren't so exciting. Some of them are tragic. But we do it all. We wrap it up right here for you, nice and neat, every single weekday. And we're wrapping up our final hour of the week right now on the Y'all Show. But as we wrap up the week, we are unwrapping a brand new month here today. Happy May 1st. Happy beginning of May to all y'all. May 1st, 2020. It's been a rough go of it, has it not here in the year 2020, especially the last six weeks. We have been kicked in the teeth in so many ways. And we're going to do our best to put a smile on, to put a happy face on here on this May 1st. Now, if you know anything about May 1st, yes, it is a day on the calendar. Sure, it's a day that some of you actually might be getting some kind of day off as it's a public holiday in some countries, I don't know if it's a public holidays in some of the states, but yes, it's celebrated May 1st and it's an ancient festival of spring and currently a traditional spring holidays in, in many of the European countries. You'll have dancing and singing and cake also served as part of May Day. And that's again, mostly overseas. As far as the United States goes, it shows up on the calendar. We we do a little bit, but we don't go overboard like some countries. Now, May Day was celebrated by some of the early settlers of this country. Modern 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 May Day ceremonies vary greatly from the regions, not necessarily from state to state. But in Minneapolis, there's actually a May Day parade and festival, which I doubt they'll be having this year. That's something they do there. In Hawaii, it's known as Lay Day, not May Day. And it's normally set aside as a day to celebrate island culture in general and the culture of the native Hawaiians in particular. So happy Lay Day to you. And they even have a little song, a holiday song for May Day in Hawaii. 
May Day is Lay Day in Hawaii. <laughs> I haven't heard that one on the radio. So happy Lay Day, happy May Day to all y'all. Now getting back to the South, which we love to get back to, by the way, and specifically to this day, we thought we would do something a little different on the Y'all Show as we celebrate May Day 2020. We want to play a song. And so I looked up and I found an article on thenation.com, somewhat of an intellectual website, if you will. And they've got an article, the top 12 May Day songs. Now, a lot of these, I had personally never heard of them, heard of them. They didn't have Alabama's 40-hour week on here. So I have to wonder who was doing the picking of the 12 songs that they consider the greatest May Day songs in all of the world, I assume. But I do have these dozen songs. And so if you don't mind, let me run through them, okay? And then when we get to the top one, I'm going to play this so-called song. I say so-called. It's really not even music accompanying this. This is more of a person talking, more like chanting. The surprise and that connection to the state of Tennessee when we get to number one. But up first in the top 12 is Paul Robinson's Joe Hill. That song there. Woody Guthrie. We've heard about Woody Guthrie songs of yesteryear. Woody Guthrie's Union Burying Ground. Of course, May Day is sort of a worker's holiday now in a lot of the European countries. And certainly a, a day that's recognized by unions here in this country. But Woody Guthrie's Union Burying Ground is coming in at number 11. Number 10 on the May Day songs list, according to The Nation, is The Clash's Clampdown. That's at 10. Gil Heron, Three Miles Down, is at number nine. Hey, country girl from Kentucky, Loretta Lynn's coal miner's daughter comes in at number eight. Of course, that song about her daddy who worked in the coal coal mine and and died of the miner's cough there way back when Loretta was a youngster. Hazel Dickens, Fire in the Hole, is at number seven on this list. Pete Seeger's Solidarity Forever checks in at number six on the list of top May Day songs. At number five, hey, Youngstown from Bruce Springsteen. Oh, that's a good one. That's at number five. Now back to a country music star from East Tennessee. Dolly Parton's Working 9 to 5. What a great movie. What a great song. It's at number four on the Mayday songs list. Number three, I've not heard this. Maybe you have. Billy Bragg's There is Power in a Union. Again, we're pushing the sort of workers' rights, maybe even the communism and socialism here on this day and this day alone. We'll have capitalism 364 days, but at least on this day, we'll let all the people who are into this kind of stuff have a a good time. Some of you even have the day off. Number two, we got another East Tennessean as we have Bristol's own Tennessee Ernie Ford and his song 16 Tons is one of the best Mayday songs going. And Envelope Please... The song, according to thenation.com, that is the most May Day song out there, it's at number one, and it's an artist that I'd never heard of. It's a song I'd never heard of. Maybe you have. From Tennessee, from East Tennessee specifically, of which we've already heard Dolly Parton on this list, Tennessee Ernie Ford, and now the winner, the number one song, is Florence Reese and Which Side Are You On? That's number one. I'm going to play that, and it's not really even a song. It doesn't have instrumentation. I'm going to play it in just a second. Let me tell you about Florence Reese, okay? Florence Reese was born in 1900. She died in 1986. She was a poet, a songwriter, and maybe what's more famous about her, she was a labor and civil rights activist. And she is known for this song, Which Side Are You On?, which she wrote in 1931 
and she wrote the song on the back of a calendar during the middle of the Harlan County strike. She was born in Sharps Chapel, Tennessee, and again, she wrote this during the Harlan County strike. Let me tell you about the Harlan County strike, also known as the Harlan County War. It even has a nickname, Bloody Harlan. It was a series of coal mining-related skirmishes, bombings, executions, and strikes that all took place in the 1930s in Harlan County, Kentucky, as these incidents involved coal miners and union organizers on one side, and then on the other side, coal firms and law enforcement officials on the other. The question at hand, the rights of Harlan County coal miners to organize their workplaces and better their wages and working conditions, and this was a about a 20-year-long fight between these different parties, and in, in between the years 1931 and 39, it got to be deadly. You'd have bosses being killed. You had to have federal troops come in and occupy the county. And it was a, a, a sort of a almost like a Cold War, but you had people die. In fact, according to the estimates of the Harlan County War, also known as Bloody Harlan, between the two sides of the coal miners versus the mine operators, it looks like you can't even count out how many coal miners and United Mine Workers got killed on that side. We know that about five mine operators or people involved with the security of mines were killed. It was a bloody time there in Harlan County, Kentucky. And the impact of this was because of this being in the national news in the 1930s and troops being dispatched to east eastern Kentucky. You saw more efforts to unionize. You saw the birth of the American Communist Party, for example, and they jumped on this thing. There was a large push before World War II to have a communist party and, and make it more legit. Of course, at the same time, and you can go watch this film in Madison Square Garden just before America got into World War II, a massive Nazi rally. The place was packed with Nazis in New York City around 1938, 39, somewhere around that. If you want to know more about the Harlan County War, there was a 1976 documentary film called Harlan County, USA, and it was the winner of the 1977 Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature. And that definitely shows off some of the violence that happened there in the mines of 1930s. In fact, Florence Reese appears in that 1976 documentary film, so check it out. There was also a TV movie called Harlan County War that Holly Hunter starred in that came out back in 2000. Now, more on Florence Reese. As I said, she was born in Sharps Chapel, Tennessee. Where is that located? That is in Union County on Norris Lake. And that is in East Tennessee, as I said. If you look at it on the map, not all the way to the North Carolina border, but it's right around where you would find the Cumberland Gap, just south of there is Sharps Chapel in Union County, Tennessee. And she grew up there in that area. And as I said, she got involved with the efforts going on in Harlan County as she wrote the song in 1931 during the war strike by the United Mine Workers. And her husband was an organizer. His name Sam Reese. Pete Seeger, collecting labor union songs, learned which side are you on in 1940. And then it was recorded after that by the Almanac Singers and a version that gained a lot of fans around the country. So that's how she kind of got to be known for this really one song she wrote. And she did... I guess if you want to call this sing on it, it was really more of just a recitation. Florence and Sam Reese were married for 64 years until he died from black lung, which coal miners often get. He died in 1978. After a lifetime of speaking on behalf of unions and social welfare issues, 
Florence Reese died in 1986 of a heart attack in Knoxville, Tennessee. But today, on May Day, this civil rights and labor rights activist, we're going to let her sing her own song, her own poetry, if you will, because we don't have music with this. But it was, again, a song she wrote on the back of a 1931 calendar to take you back to how long ago this was written. And here is Florence Reese now on May Day 2020 singing the song, Which Side Are You On? For all those working hard today. Come all you poor workers, good news to you, I'll tell how the good old union has come in here to dwell. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? We're starting our good battle, we know we're sure to win. Because we've got the gun, thugs are looking very thin. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? If you go to Harlan County, there is no neutral there. You'll either be a union man or a thug for J.H. Blair. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? They say they have to guard us to educate their child. Their children live in luxury, our children almost wild. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? Gentlemen, can you stand it? Oh, tell me how you can. Will you be a gun thug or will you be a man? Which side are you on? Which side are you on? My daddy was a miner. He's now in the air and sun. He'll be with you fellow workers till every battle's won. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? Now all of you know which side you're on, and they'll never keep us down. Love that East Tennessee accent there, courtesy of Florence Reese, and a song that she wrote on the back of a calendar in 1931, Which Side Are You On? And that's her original, her version of that. Of course, it was covered by others and maybe got to be a little bit more famous. But on this May Day, where we honor those who have been in unions and worked hard and the people who've struggled and often died in their workplace, on May Day, workers' rights are honored. And today we play that in honor of Florence Reese and all those. Florence Reese, who I don't think ever worked in a coal mine, but she worked hard. How do I know that? Florence Reese and her late husband, of course, she's passed away too, her husband, Sam. The two of them raised 10 children, and we lost her back in 1986 at the age of 86 as she was born in 1900 in Sharps Chapel, Tennessee. And that is your May Day Tribute. Again, thanks to Florence Reese. That wraps up our first portion of this second hour of the Y'all Show. We have got, after the break, hashtag hullabaloo coming up. If May Day is honored today to honor the great people working, those who have organized in unions and such, hey, tomorrow is kind of a national holiday. Tomorrow should have been the running of the Kentucky Derby from Churchill Downs in Louisville, Kentucky. That's not going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen about five months from now. As a tribute to that, we're going to give you a mint julep recipe. That's part of our hashtag hullabaloo, and we got a lot more hullabaloo fun coming up, and it's all coming up next. 
and they're off. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com and try it for free. That's B A B B E L.com. Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubrelvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2-4%, and tiredness, 2-3%. While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvi.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by Allergan. a little bit more of today's y'all show left the last show of the week thank you for being a part of our show don't forget you can find us on a couple of apps if you have a smartphone an ipad go find us on the iHeartRadio app the tune in app and apple podcast the y'all show is completely free you don't even have to put you don't have to put a quarter in the slot or however much it costs these days to play a song on the jukebox you just find it hit the button And we're right there with two hours of Southern Talk for you, five days a week. Let's begin this segment of the Y'all Show. You hear the music there. It's time for the South's greatest feature of social media fun. It's hashtag hullabaloo. And we're going to go to a place that I know a little bit about to find Kim at Castle Kim. uh, Rather, C-A-S-T-E-L-L Kim. Castle Kim is in Lexington, South Carolina. And she is a mom. I don't know her, by the way. That's my hometown. She's a mom, a teacher, a supporter of law enforcement officers and first responders. That's good to do there, Kim. Maybe you know my good friend, the sheriff of Lexington County, South Carolina. A guy that used to let me come over and watch ESPN because I was so country growing up. We didn't have satellite. We didn't have cable. I had two channels I could pick up. So when my favorite football team got to play on something called ESPN, and if I really wanted to see them, I had to go knock on Jay's door and go about six miles to his house 
and ask him if I could watch a football game. That's what we used to have to do in the South in the in the old days. Now I can sit here if I don't even have it on television, I can find it on my telephone. I could probably even watch it on my watch if I have an Apple watch. I don't know if you can watch ESPN watch ESPN on that. I don't know. Don't know. Jay, if you're listening, the current sheriff of Lexington County, uh, let's get together and watch some good football. Although I'll never forget, it was at his house in the 1988 football season. I'm sitting there watching my childhood favorite team, the South Carolina Gamecocks. <laughs> and I went over there to make the special effort to see them play a home game against the Florida State Seminoles. And at halftime, most everybody in the crowd in Columbia that were wearing not garnet and gold, but garnet and black left. They left the building. Why? Because I think the halftime score was, I think I'm right on this. If not, the final score was 59 to 0. Bobby Bowden and the Florida State Seminoles thumping what was a pretty good Gamecock football team. And I did, I watched that right there at Jay's house. So I've never forgotten that. Last time I saw Jay was at a South Carolina Gamecock basketball game. It's been a few years since I've seen him. But there, since I bring him up because Kim is on Twitter and she's a supporter of law enforcement officers like the Lexington County Sheriff's Department and first responders too. She also likes to spread heart emojis and kindness. Thank you for that. Here's what she's also spreading on her Twitter account this week. As at Castle Cam writes, create your own Southern meal. You get three items. What are they? Hashtag comfort foods. And she has a GIF that I have not seen that's circling the interweb. It's a GIF that's titled Quarantine Southern Comforts. You can only have three. Okay, three out of nine choices. So what three choices of these are you going to be quarantined with if given the option? And we have to thank at Castle Kim for putting this out there. I have not seen this. Maybe you have. All right. Here's our nine choices. And then you got to pick three out of nine. Okay. And these are darn good choices. Here we go. Number one, fried chicken. Number two, and it's the only other meat. Barbecue pulled pork. So only chicken and pork are your two meats the other seven are going to be sides and other fixings okay so i bet you some of you are already saying all right we'll take the chicken and pork then we'll take one of the other seven things and we'll be we'll call it a day we'll be happy okay here's the other options okay you can only have three of these so we've already mentioned fried chicken and barbecue pool pork mashed potatoes is one of the quarantine options you could have biscuits Oh, Mama B's Biscuits, how I love thee. Another one, green beans. That's actually a healthy choice. We should be using that right now. In our, could I have a quarantine lifeline of a can of green beans? Up next, baked beans. I doubt they're quite as healthy as green beans, but they're on the list of nine things that you could take. If you, if you, if you had these nine, which three are you going to take? Up next, mac and cheese. Oh. I can't even see. I get all uh, tongue tied when I even think about delicious macaroni and cheese. Oh, so good! And and macaroni and cheese, the way it's prepared, and if you put a little extra effort, it, it, it's so good. Especially if you kind of go away from what's on the side of the box and you put a little extra effort, a little extra love in your mac and cheese. Up next, oh my goodness, there in Lexington, South Carolina. 
where Kim lives, where my family is, where my family has made a couple of million dollars, if I had to guess, off of growing these things. Collard greens are on the list of items you can have in a quarantine and and, and to defend collard greens, although I'm not a big fan <laughs> and I should be. They probably paid for my college, if you want to know the truth. Uh, collard greens probably usurp green beans on the healthy scale. So if you're going to be quarantined, you might want to try those collard greens. You'll, you maybe will come out of it a lot better of the quarantine if you have collards. And then the last thing, which I kind of think of, of this more of a dessert, although it's really not, and it's certainly not healthy, but the last of the nine items that a quarantine Southern comfort choice for you, hush puppies is one there. So let me recap. Fried chicken, barbecue pulled pork, mashed taters, biscuits, green beans, baked beans, mac and cheese, collard greens, and hush puppies. Which one of those or which three of those nine are you going to pick if you were on a quarantine deserted island? What are you going with? What do you have? What do you have? Okay, I know you want to know what I'll have. All right, well, I'm going to think about my health here. I can't go with the collard greens. Honestly, collards make me burp. (laughs) Crazy thing. I can eat turnip greens and I can eat mustard greens, of which I love mustard greens. That's my favorite greens. But collards, I don't know why. I just, I get into the burpees. So I'm going to skip that. I'm going to go to be a little bit healthy. I'm going to go with the green beans. That's one of my three choices. The other choice, oh, goodness. Most of you would actually pick, I would have to guess, most of you would pick both of those meats as two of your nine choices. I'm going to skip the pork. In fact, I had a delicious barbecue pulled pork sandwich just last night. And do you know what? One reason I got a little smile here today while I'm just enjoying this segment, not just because she's asking this question and pointing this out from beautiful downtown Lexington, South Carolina, a.k.a. Saxgotha. The Lake Murray country is what we call it, too. Raw country, if you will. I, for the first time in about five weeks, y'all, I actually was able to go into a restaurant, sit down, eat a meal, get my two huge refills of tea, and it was heaven. It makes you, now, when we come out of this thing, really appreciate the simple things. And for me, just being able to go sit in a restaurant, because where I live, The governor has come out and said, okay, restaurants can be open if they cut it back to about 50% and people working there wear masks. And and I'll be honest with you, I've been, I think, in one other place. I didn't get food there, but I've been in there. It's a place that has food. You're going to see the next time you go into a restaurant, a restaurant's cleaner than you could ever imagine. I mean, the place I went to on Thursday evening was a place that's been there for a long time. I could almost see my reflection on the floor. It was so darn clean. I mean, they are going, I mean, they've had a month to do this, but restaurants have gone overboard cleaning. That's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Are they going to keep it up? Let's hope so. But more importantly, let's make sure this darn virus goes away. But back to my three choices. So I got your green beans. I got to go with fried chicken, even though it may not be fried chicken is a hit or miss. Fried chicken is usually really good or it's just, Eh, bland. I don't think often we find bad fried chicken. So I'm going to take the fried chicken. Plus, during the middle of a quarantine, fried chicken you can stick in the refrigerator. It'll be fine to eat a couple of days later. In fact, 
I like, do y'all like good cold fried chicken? I like it hot too. Microwave, I guess would work, but yeah, fried chicken, green beans. And then on my last choice of these nine items, what am I going with? Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. I am going to go with as much as I like mashed potatoes and biscuits. I'm going to try to do a little bit healthy thing here. I, 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 I'm not going to go with the healthiest choice. I'm going to go with baked beans. Surely there's got to be some kind of nutritional value in baked beans, right? So there you have it. Those are my three choices. Baked beans, green beans, and fried chicken. Again, out of the nine choices that you could actually be quarantined with, you got to choose three, and that's where I'm going. I'd love to hear what you chose there on that list of fried chicken, mashed potatoes, biscuits, green beans, pulled pork, baked beans, hush puppies, collard greens and macaroni and cheese hit me up let me know what you're choosing 803-816-1170 well let's get away from lake murray country now and move on to someone who we've actually talked to and talked about on this show because she's very active but we haven't heard from her in about a month or so rock star ninja girl at rock str ninja grl and she's very active as i said on social media and and she she's actually put something up that we're going to talk about now because as we are celebrating May Day tomorrow, or depending on when you hear us, this Saturday, it's kind of an unofficial Southern holiday. It is the day that if you haven't already broken out your seersucker and your big hat, oh, you need to because we were supposed to have the running of the Kentucky Derby this weekend. And we were supposed to put on our best and our big hat and our our are are just dressed to the nines but we're not able to because of the pandemic we're having to push that back until september rock star ninja girl points out that this has nothing to do with the kentucky derby or does it she has a photo that she's put up of a couple of pots in her yard and what is she growing in her pots she's growing mint julep leaves and she writes, when you start your cocktails from seeds, hashtag Southern. So she's making her own mint julep, and that would be something she can put in her cocktail. So rock star ninja girl, you are a rock star for that. Now, why? What? what's the connection between mint juleps and the Kentucky Derby? Well, it's a tradition there in Louisville, Kentucky. You, you got to have you the big hat, the seersucker. You got to just look your best, even though you got to dress like you're royalty and ultra rich, even though you know you shop at the Dollar General every chance you get. Nothing wrong with Dollar General. Love me some Dollar General. But since this was supposed to be the Kentucky Derby this weekend, we're going to talk about Matt Juleps. By the way, the Derby has been postponed till September 5th. I think that's Labor Day Saturday, that weekend. You can go to Louisville, perhaps. Maybe by then people can actually show up and attend the running run for the roses there at churchill downs but i have found courtesy of our own y'all.com y'all the ultimate guide to the south from the archives at y'all.com we just posted last year at the same time the recipe for the authentic kentucky derby mint julep so here's what you do if we don't go ahead and post this again which i encourage us to do here at y'all.com clark if you're listening post this thing our editor by the way uh, I just probably need to go in there and post this thing again. But in honor of the Kentucky Derby, go search for mint julep recipe, and you'll find this same recipe from last year. 
And let me tell you what it is. It's the Authentic Kentucky Derby Mint Julep. And it comes from their own website, by the way. So here are the ingredients for Old Forester Mint Julep ingredients at the Kentucky Derby. you got to have two cups of sugar, two cups of water, fresh mint, mint julep, crushed ice, and then Old Forester Straight Bourbon Whiskey. That'd be good Kentucky bourbon, not that darn Tennessee whiskey. Bourbon whiskey. Old Forester specifically is what's called for in the authentic Kentucky Derby mint julep. Here are the directions, and they're rather simple. It's only a two-step process of making the official Kentucky Derby mint julep. Make simple syrup by boiling sugar and water together for five minutes. Then cool and place in a covered container with six or eight springs, sprigs rather, of mint and refrigerate overnight. So you can't just whip it up instantly. You're going to have to let this thing refrigerate overnight. But you make that simple syrup by boiling the sugar and water for five minutes, then cool, place in a covered container for six or eight sprigs of mint with that and refrigerate overnight. Then when you wake up the next day and you're ready to get your Kentucky Derby on, you add add ice, crushed ice to this julep cup along with a tablespoon of mint simple syrup and two ounces of Old Forester straight bourbon whiskey. Put it all together, spin it around, and you got you the official Kentucky Derby mint julep. All you got to do is go to the website, y'all.com, and search for Derby Mint Julep or Kentucky Derby Mint Julep, and you'll see this recipe that's got about a year age on it. But just like that old Forester straight bourbon whiskey, oh, is it still scrumptious, and it will do the trick if you need it to on this Kentucky Derby weekend. Up next is something from Philippe Nassif at P.T. Nassif, who's from the Middle East, and he's also a North Africa advocacy director, and he lives in New Orleans, but he's also spent some time in Texas and Washington, D.C., and Philippe admits here in his Twitter profile he is a king cake lover. I could use one of those, couldn't you, right now? Get the little baby in the middle of it, perhaps. Phillips post this week is real simple. He put this on Twitter. He put this on Instagram. It's a picture of a sunset over water. I assume they're somewhere in the Big Easy. And Philippe writes, I love my southern sunsets. And it's the simple things here, y'all. We're trapped inside. In a place like New Orleans and Louisiana, they've been just pummeled by the deaths of the coronavirus. Things are turning around, thankfully, there in the Big Easy on that aspect. But yes, we have to appreciate what what we have in front of us. And Philippe does a great job of pointing out that a simple sunset right now makes all the difference. Now, I will point out, now that we're officially into the month of May, Boy, is it nice to see that sun staying above us until about 7.30 in the evening. And the last couple of days, specifically if you're in certain portions of the South, and this may be applicable all over, my goodness, it is like Chamber of Commerce at sunset right now. You're talking about a beautiful, clear day, sun going down, and the temperature around 65 to 70 degrees. I'm not saying this to brag, but I've been jogging a little bit lately, sometimes even running. And the last time I did it, I went out about five o'clock in the afternoon and it, it couldn't have been perfect. I mean, the wind was not blowing, but it was cool, but I wasn't cold. And I was able, and, and by the way, the sun at that time 
when I was running the sun was behind the clouds. So it was a, it was, it was, the sun was out, but I didn't have that direct sun kind of in my face when I was running my five miles. And that's one reason I kept running five miles. I wanted to quit after one mile, but I was like, oh my goodness, there's no excuse to quit. You got to suck it up. Think about mint juleps and, and keep on trucking here, John. And that's what I did. And I luckily got to the five mile mark. But part of the reason was it was so darn comfortable. And I was sitting there thinking while I was, I can't go any further. Oh, Lord, let me just pull off here and take a breather. I thought about this isn't going to be a lot of fun at this same time in about three months when we're in the middle of August. I bet you it'll be more like 90 degrees when I'm out there trying to make my maybe one mile run at that time. So we have to appreciate where we are. And Philippe, we appreciate your pros here what you've done on Instagram and social media to remind us that yes, even a beautiful sunset is all we need to put a big smile on our face and remember what the Lord has brought us here in this pandemic, even in a time of great, great uncomfort for some of you, some tragedy. Some of you have had loved ones die. This will too, this too shall pass as they say in Philippe, thank you for that here on today's Y'all Show. And that will put a bow on our hashtag Hullabaloo for the week. Thank y'all so much for sharing that. And if you've got something you want to send us directly, you don't have to just put it on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. You can send it right to us courtesy of our email address, Y'all Show, Y-A-L-L-S-H-O-W, Y'all Show at y'all.com. And we're checking our inbox. Here, I'm going to go push this button. Boom. Nope. Don't see anything. Yeah, send it on in, and we'll share it with you on our next hashtag called Blue, which will be Monday. And speaking of Monday, I'm going to announce in the next segment a special guest that will be on with us. And she is beautiful. She's an actress. I think she's done a little singing. She is a not only an actress, she's a beauty queen. She's actually led an effort to do something that I've not heard of on the beauty queen front. And she's a Georgia girl. And I'll tell you who she is and also how she got in the news in the last couple of days for butchering a PGA Tour superstar, his hair. And there's a reason she butchered his hair, and it's pretty funny. And I'll tell you who she is and a whole lot more movie stuff and some other sports news when we wrap up today's y'all show right after this little pause. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like a Samsung Galaxy phone. Lease it for just $0 a month when you switch. And when you shop on Sprint.com, you'll get a $100 prepaid MasterCard, too. For now, Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com or call 800-SPRINT-1 today. Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus, $0 per month after $35.42 per month credit. Apply within two bills. Requires 18-month lease. New line of service and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offer and coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee. Taxes and restrictions apply. $100 prepaid MasterCard. Requires port and online registration. Ships after 45 days. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDIC. Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. 
people took Ubrelvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2 to 4%, and tiredness, 2 to 3%. While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvy.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by Allergan. Alrighty, in just a minute, I'll tell you about a Hollywood star that's going to be coming on the Y'all Show on Monday. You don't want to miss that. And of course, she's got a connection to right here in the South. We'll tell you about that. She also has a connection to the world of golf. Ooh, yeah, big hint there. I'll tell you about it in a second. But speaking of movies, AMC says it will no longer show Universal movies after a Trolls controversy. As Universal calls the Trolls World Tour digital release a success and suggests it may be the beginning of a sea change in how movies are released. So what this means is, yeah, Universal, they're going to do things a little bit different after the pandemic and more. And now AMC says they're no longer going to show Universal movies because of this. AMC Theaters, the largest chain in the U.S., is signaling an all-out war, saying that it's not going to show these Universal movies after this digital release was such a big success from Universal Pictures. The battle between the movies and the movie theaters. Oh, yeah. And the movie companies more. Now, speaking of movies, believe it or not, we actually have a handful of choices here this weekend for the first time in about a month. And in some ways, somehow, you might be able to go to the theater and see a brand new movie called Dream Horse. And that's got Damian Lewis. You know Damian. Great actor. Billions and more. Tony Collette's also in this, and this is a Euros Lynn-directed movie, Dream Horse, out this weekend. Also, The Wretched is out as well. John Paul Howard and Piper Curta are the stars of this horror film. So two choices for you there. Coming soon to movie theaters, if you aren't able to sneak into a theater, if one's even open in your area. On May 8th, here a week from now, The High Note is set for release. Dakota Johnson, Ice Cube, and more and this drama music romance, The High Note, scheduled for a May 8th release. That's Friday of the coming week. Now, to NASCAR, hey, you only have to wait a couple of days till NASCAR gets the green flag as they're going green here next, I think it's uh, two weeks, actually. It'll be May 17th when NASCAR is going to go into action at Darlington Raceway, the track too tough to tame in Darlington in the PD of South Carolina. As the races will look familiar, but the schedules and routines of NASCAR, they're going to craft these races so competitors won't be able to actually see these things, at least in person. There's going to be a 400-mile Cup Series event May 17th at Darlington, and that will be the first of seven events in 11 days. Seven events in 11 days, all involving NASCAR's National Series. A lot of these, of course, on television. Three of those races, two Cup races, and an Xfinity Series event are going to be at Darlington, then they're going to shift over 
to Charlotte. So May 17th, a cup race at Darlington. May 19th, an Xfinity Series race at Darlington. May 20th, a cup race at Darlington, a 500-mile race, I think, there. Then they go up to Charlotte, and they'll have a cup race there May 24th. That's, I think, Memorial Day weekend, I think. If not, if not then, it's going to be in a few days after that. Charlotte's also going to have races on May 25th and 26th, and then a last race, May 27th, there at Charlotte Motor Speedway for all you into the spirit and sport of nascar unfortunately the summer if you've been making this a tradition over the last decade or so espn has announced that the little league little league world series there in pennsylvania has been canceled canceled for the first time because of the coronavirus so no williamsport fun here this year for all the little leaguers most of these little leaguers aren't even playing baseball right now so that obviously is a logical choice to golf, they're hoping to get back on the golf course and play actual rounds that mean something and the purse that goes along with it starting in June in Fort Worth, Texas. But Australian Adam Scott, the Masters winner, well, he's actually out right now playing a little golf down under. And he, the 2013 Masters champion, has been playing golf at the Millennium Golf Club, and that's in Brisbane, Australia. And guess what? He is live streaming his round. It's just him on Instagram. And he's going around playing golf, and you can see Adam Scott there playing golf, which is better than nothing. So I got to give Adam Scott a lot of credit. Now, if we could only see some other golfers out there, let's say a golfer like Brooks Kepka, Mr. U.S. Open winner, and more. Well, you're going to have a chance come Monday to get very close to Brooks Kepka, all you golf fans, because we're going to be interviewing Jenna Sims. She is the girlfriend, long-time girlfriend of Brooks Kepka, And we're having her on because she's a celebrity in her own right. She is kind of a queen of B-movies. She was in Attack of the 50-Foot Cheerleader, The Three-Headed Shark Attack, Sharknado, and more. And she's also known for being Brooks Kepka's girlfriend. She's also the former Miss Georgia Teen USA. She won that in 2007. She is from Winder, Georgia. That's just to the west of Athens. And she's a Southern girl through and through. And she's going to be on with me on the Y'all Show Monday edition, Jenna Sims. And just the other day, she was with her, her boy, Brooks Kapka, and he wanted a haircut. So this Georgia peach decided to give her boyfriend, Brooks Kapka, a haircut. And she filmed it. I think it's on her Instagram account. If it's not, it's on Brooks Kepka's Instagram. And she butchered his head. I mean, it's embarrassing what she did. And we're going to talk to her about her barber skills when she's on Monday. Jenna Sims, she's going to be on this actress and Southern girl. And that's our special guest that will be on to start next week. That is going to be lots of fun. So until that time, y'all have a great weekend. Don't let Jenna get around you with a pair of scissors and try to cut your hair. We'll be back together Monday. Have a great weekend. From Dixie with Love's going to get us out of here. Thank you for being a part of y'all talk with a Southern accent. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. 
Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.